Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. So let's talk about the need for expertise and experience in American government. Donald Trump has run for president largely on the message that not only would he make America great again, but that he would drain the swamp, that he would stop deferring to the special interests in D.C., and uh, perhaps the implication is he would stop deferring to the expert. And that's been a popular message, and it's certainly understandable, and frankly, most presidents run against Washington, D.C. Well, there's a there's a story that comes from the Russian Revolution, I'll tell briefly, and then I'll get back to the, the issue of the Trumps. And it is that when the Russian Revolution occurred, of course, there were many uh, murders and uh, overthrows and imprisonments of people who had been part of the uh, of Tsarist Russia. Uh, and so all of the Tsar's people, from his maids to his technicians to his driver to his mechanics, uh, were often rounded up and killed and uh, or banished or imprisoned or what have you. The problem was that after the revolution began, um, many of the technical sides of the running of government uh, failed miserably. In fact, actually, some of the literally technical sides, like the operating of phones and the running of automobiles, uh, were suddenly, uh, it, they weren't usable, that people couldn't function, they couldn't make phone calls, they couldn't do things. Why? Because they had killed the people or imprisoned the people who were experts on uh, those systems. Of course, they recovered in time, but it really caused problems. Well, there certainly is a need to keep an eye on the people who claim expertise in D.C. There's a need to keep an eye on the bureaucrats. There's a need to keep an eye on the cult of the expert. No question about it. These people can bog things down, slow things down, derail progress. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a great need to monitor these folks at the same time. I need to say, and I'm not one of these folks, but I need to say that you cannot run the government without some degree of expertise and experience. And the Trump administration is making a mistake. It is believing that because it has expertise in one area, let's say in real estate and, and corporate leadership, that that translates to government. But I read about D.C., live in D.C., work with these people, consult with them, have been watching it for a lot of years, and I certainly defer, defer to a lot of people smarter than I am, and I, I have happy to tell you that you you certainly can drain the swamp and you certainly can limit the influence of bureaucrats, but you cannot run the American government without expertise and experience. It simply can't be done. The American government is huge. It's massive. The executive branch alone is tens of thousands of people and billions of dollars and, and uh, implications all over the world, and you can't simply do it the way that you've run a real estate deal or managed a building. A good example of the thinking of the Trump administration uh, occurred the first night of the Republican convention when Melania Trump was supposed to make her speech. Now, I've mentioned this before because I'm a speech writer and done a lot, written a lot of speeches in my life, and I salivated the idea of being able to write a speech for Melania Trump. I want you to think about it for a moment. This is a woman who was born behind the Iron Curtain, born in a communist country. Uh, this is a woman who got out and became successful on her own. I mean, I mean maybe 
being a supermodel is not not something that appeals to me. You know, it's not not a, not a culture that I follow. But the fact is, she began to perform on her own, do well, uh, make make wealth. Uh, she married Donald Trump. Uh, some people would humorously say for which she should be pitied, but nevertheless, uh, she's now first lady of the United States. Any speechwriter worth their salt could have written a moving speech about a good-looking woman who had her own professional life and went from a communist child to first lady of the United States. There should have been tears in that convention. There should have been poetry. It should have been beautiful. And uh, as a guy who's written you know, some major speeches myself and helped people with other speeches, uh, yeah, that's the kind of stuff you want to sink your teeth into because of the good it can do and the power it will have. Instead, because the Trumps fundamentally don't trust experts, what they did was they asked a staffer to throw together a bunch of material into a file, into a computer file, let's say a Microsoft Word file. And then decisions were made later by Melania and a few of her immediate people who weren't speechwriters. And so what happened was, as we all may recall, uh, it was very embarrassing. She ended up giving a speech in which she directly quoted Michelle Obama and maybe Hillary Clinton, two people that the Trump administration did not want to cite in a potential or future first lady's speech at the convention. This is a, this all happened because of a distrust of the expert. It happened because you didn't trust people who had been there before. The art of leadership is to figure out how to combine the best of the old and the new, how to combine the best of the novel thinking, perhaps the revolutionary thinking, and merge it together with the experienced and the tried and the true. Melania's speech should have been remembered for generations. It should have inspired immigrants. It should have helped him get even more rapidly to the presidency. Again, I'm not saying that's my agenda. I'm just saying that should have been possible. Instead, it was an embarrassment and something that had to be lived down over the next few days. Well, this is what's going on in this administration. And I bring it to the fore, both as a matter of politics and as a matter of just plain old leadership theory. I do a lot of leadership consulting, and uh, I like taking these ideas, these situations, these episodes from politics and helping people think about how to lead better. Uh, Donald Trump wants to drain the swamp. He wants to cut through the bureaucracy. He wants to get things done. And on that score alone, he can be applauded. However, you simply have to have people who know what they're doing. And in the, when it comes to government, it's not a, an attempt at a takeover. It's not a coup uh, to defer to experts and people who have been there before. Someone's got to know how to run the White House. Someone's got to know how to enter, enter, interplay and manage the interplay between the White House and the Hill. Someone's got to know how to use the social calendar to accomplish political ends. Someone's got to know how to handle foreign governments. Um, and Donald Trump, of course, thinking that the way he ran his corporation, called the Trump Organization, um, is exactly the way that he can uh, run the executive branch. He thinks he'll just pop on the phone with the prime minister of Australia. He thinks he'll just uh, have a chat with the president of Mexico. He thinks he'll make speeches and bludgeon people and bully people, and then he'll finesse it behind the scenes. It doesn't work that way. So what I'm saying is not an anti-Trump rant. What I am saying is this idea in American politics that we're always running against Washington, it has has its populist appeal, it has its positive edge, but frankly, 
in its execution, it's unwise. It's why people who get excited about a candidate, when that candidate takes office, uh, they're usually a little bit disappointed because that candidate then starts appointing some of the same people uh, that the voters hoped they would not uh, work with anymore, that they would throw out. Uh, but you've got to have the people who know what they're doing. For example, I've done a lot of consulting uh, with banks. I've helped banks with their communication. I've helped bankers with their leadership style, et cetera. But I know almost nothing about finance. So uh, I, I, sh- I shouldn't think that I can step into the area of finance and be able to do it well just because I know a little bit about leadership and communication. Donald Trump knows a little bit or maybe a lot about real estate and about managing a real estate firm and about managing entertainment firms and managing beauty pageants and things like that. That is not the same thing as running the 82nd Airborne. That is not the same thing as managing the U.S. military. That is not the same thing as being commander-in-chief. So you have to have people who help you think this through. And part of Donald Trump's problem is that he's relationally challenged. He has a hard time keeping people close to him. Um, And and I I don't so much mean in terms of golfing buddies, but keeping people close uh, professionally. And uh, he has a hard time hearing counsel and and, and advice and input. It is essential in government. It is essential for a president. Nobody enters the presidency knowing what they need to know. Just be assured of that. Nobody enters the presidency knowing what they need to know. So you have experts. You have people who fill you in. You have people who brief you. It's why the president has a briefing. He doesn't know everything. He has briefings every day from intelligence, but he has experts. He has a cabinet. You get things done through other people. You make decisions based on what you're told. You're not in the field. You're not on the ground. You're not fighting next to the Peshmerga Uh, against ISIS in Iraq. You're sitting in the Oval Office having a glass of wine while you listen to someone tell you what's going on on the ground in Iraq. So this is a a shift in thinking uh, amongst many who step into office, and it's a shift in thinking certainly for the voters. Let's not be silly. We're not going to drain the swamp in the sense that we throw everybody prior out. Uh, That would create an absolute devastation in Washington, D.C., Watch your candidates, watch this president. And for those of you, by the way, and I know a few of you are actually in the administration who listen to this podcast, and thank you. Um, But let's help Mr. Trump trust advisors who don't want to bog him down, who don't want to create bureaucratic malaise, do want to get the job done, but know what the heck they're doing. You cannot run the executive branch the way you run the Trump organization or a beauty pageant. Get advisors, get good ones. If they're not good, let them go. It's okay if there's some turnover. The press will enjoy that, but don't sweat it. Get good people, get good advice, make good decisions. Don't make the error of thinking you know everything you need to know. Nobody in office does. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and The Miracle of the Kurds. His new book is Ask the Question, Why We Must Demand Religious Clarity from Our Presidential Candidates, available on Amazon. Learn more about Stephen at stephenmansfield.tv. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is directed by Isaac Darnold, who also wrote, produced, and performed the podcast theme song. 
This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.